And we are back, Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 12. We're here, Alex. We're finally here. The season preview. Um, opening night, Thursday, against the Red Wings. Alex, how are you feeling? I feel good. I mean, how could you not feel good? I, I know like wins don't really matter in the preseason, but they still went 7-0-0, so got to be feel good, feeling good about where they are heading into the, the regular season here in a few days. A hundred percent. I mean, I know seven and zero does not spell uh, spell well from previous teams, right? Uh, I think the Avs went like twenty two and whatever fifty four or something like that. Yeah. Um, when they when they were the last team to go undefeated, but I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, they maybe dressed an NHL lineup one night. Um, um, at- yeah, like two in the nights. I know that Rangers game before the Islanders that was close to like the full lineup. Yeah. Sure. All the other nights, they only, they dressed a top line and the rest was Utica. And, I mean, against the Islanders, that was Utica versus the New York Islanders, and they still won. So it's not like they were they were padding these lineups against weak weak opponents and, and just grabbing wins. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Islanders one was definitely the most impressive for me because they had, like, five NHLers in that entire lineup. I mean, the best um, was probably Mercer, right? Yeah, for sure. He had a really good game that game, too, but, like... It was Mercer, Kevin Ball, Brandon Smith, Colin Miller, Alex Holtz, who's like a fringe NHLer at this point, to this point of his career. Um, I think that's it, if we'll I remember right. That. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to go Thomas Nosek, but McLeod. But yeah, I mean, it was not anything close to what they're going to be. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a fourth line plus Mercer, and the rest was Utica. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and uh, Schmido the torpedo with a bounce back night. What you like? What you like to see, especially yeah. when you know the team in front of you is not, you know, the best, and you're facing strong NHL competition coming the other way. Yeah, he was really good, and I was looking for that from him, given how he played against the Islanders in, earlier in the week. It wasn't his best performance, so it was good to see him have a shutout and heading into the regular season. What's you know, I, I mean, he's a pretty confident kid to begin with, but should be feeling good about himself after having a, a strong close to the preseason. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I was a little surprised in back-to-back performances by Sorokin. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I didn't think Sorokin was that bad the, the second time around, um, but I, it's not an Islanders podcast, but I mean, you should be concerned if you're an Islanders fan. They look pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, they look bad. They did not play that well in front of him. <laughs> Well, I mean, you really got to put it on Lou, and this is the last thing we'll say about the Islanders, but you got to put it on Lou. There were zero off-season changes. Yeah, um, and it's another year it, older it, for a already older roster, too. It's not. Look, and they, they did not look good this preseason. It was not just that game, too. And he, and he was handing out seven-year contracts like Halloween candy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens there, but uh, not looking good on the island. No, no, no. So let's get in. Oh, quick jet score, anything? Seven-five. Yeah, so we got 7-5 Broncos. The Broncos are uh, like on the Jets' five-yard line, but it's third and goal. So any Jets fans looking for that, yeah. Oh, man. Let's just hope the Devils' season uh, doesn't turn like the Jets' was with high anticipation and a big injury early to derail it. Yeah, um, knock on wood for sure. So Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, okay, let's get into the season preview. So I think we're going to go through, um, you know, all the players and then get a little line predictions, team predictions, a couple over-unders on points. And then uh, looks like the Broncos scored. 
No, they they uh, Jets stop them, so they're kicking a field goal. So that's the let's last go. Jets update for this. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right, and, and then we'll kind of maybe do some bold predictions because I know Alejandro always always has a couple. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember last year I hit him at least. I remember on the VTech one I hit, but I don't remember what the rest of them were for sure. I uh, I had Nico as a Selkie finalist. Yeah, that was one. So yeah, plenty to get to, um, and let's let's get to it. So let's start with someone, and we're gonna just kind of hit it down in, I guess, alphabetical order, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of you know I think we have some good idea who's gonna make the roster, who's not, even though we haven't got final cuts. I think a lot of the comments from today's press conference were were very telling. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, one of my personal favorites, and I think a fan favorite, locker room favorite from all accounts, Nathan Bastian. Um, what, what are you looking to see from him this season? Um, and what, what do you expect? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's one of the better fourth liners in the league. But if I'm uh, not mistaken, he's coming, still working his way back from whatever uh, injury he had. So I don't, I don't know if he'll be in the, the lineup to start the first couple of games, but I think you know, in time, he's going to be on that fourth line with McLeod and Nosek um, as the regular fourth line right winger over Curtis Lazar. I think he just brings a little more to the offense to the table for sure. You could probably get count on Bastion if he stays healthy for like 10 to 15 goals a season. He's very good defensively and he can play on the penalty, Great penalty killer. Yeah. Great penalty killer. Long yeah. reach um, with that 6'4". Uh, height of his, um, and to your point, you know he's got some he's got some soft hands from time to time, um, and and you can get a couple goals. And the other thing is, is if I know the power plays seem to be loaded right now, but if someone goes down, he's a great night front presence on the power play. Yeah, for sure. And they've used him in that role in previous seasons uh, a little bit with to some pretty good effect. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think he'll be a consistent fourth line contributor if you know he stays healthy, of course. And he, and he brings some snarl. To the yeah, the physicality well. for sure on the fourth line. That's what you want when you're fourth liners. Just Great like trash them. talker too. Like <laughs> honestly, one of, he might be top five on the team in trash talking. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's always chirping from the looks of it. So, so that one that he had, uh, he, he like what he who did he call? He said was it Tom Wilson? He called him the most overrated or overpaid player in the NHL. Or oh, I don't remember like? that. If he did, oh, good oh, on I, him. I, I forget what he was in the box and was with someone else, and he was like, "Yeah, you're." Like oh, the most yeah, I remember. I don't remember what he said, but I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, love Nathan Bashan. Uh, point prediction. What did you say? Point prediction. Yeah. Um, you know, for with him it'd probably be like ten let's go like eleven goals and like twenty points, twenty one points. It'd be something like that for him, most likely. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for thirty points from Nady. Yeah. Yeah, if he gets power play time, you know, if there's injuries, it'd be it's kinda hard to crack that power play right now with what they have healthy, but it could help him. I honestly think the fourth line is going to dominate this year. Uh just because I think the three lines in front of them are just so ridiculous that teams are just going to be exhausted. Yeah, they're going to be gassed. I, I agree with that. We're going to obviously get into the rest of it here in a little bit. But yeah. yeah, there's some firepower in that top nine. Yeah, and if McLeod keeps up what he, he how he ended the season last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe a little optimistic with 30, so I'll go to 25. But I talk myself down. But 25, I think, is fair. Yeah, I think it's more realistic, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the next player, uh, the one, the only, Jesper Bratt. 
um, signed the big big ticket deal, seven point seven five for eight years. Uh, cornerstone of this team officially. His preseason was absurd. He looks like he shot out of a cannon. Whatever you know, Swedish skating drills he's doing, they're working because he dominated this preseason. I'm expecting another big season from Jasper. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was ready for the regular season from the first preseason game. Uh, it was against was it against the Flyers, remember? And he had like two or three assists pretty quickly in that game. Um, he's just, and like not just like like oh he picked up no, no, no. no like he he was the reason they scored. Yeah, some of those passes, the one I think on Hollow was pretty ridiculous, and there was the one to Palat too, if I remember right, in that first game. So oh, you were remembering yeah. correctly, it was gorgeous. Yeah, so he's he looks like he's ready to go. I'm expecting another big uh, season from him. I don't know if he'll be a 30 goal scorer again, but I think he'll get pretty close to that, like 28, 29 goals. I think from him, what wouldn't surprise me is if he touched 50 assists and he gets like close to like 80 points. Um, is the playmaking was really? I mean, he was scoring a lot of goals in the preseason, but the playmaking with for me with him is kind of still the, I guess, the best part of his game. Uh, the shot has definitely improved over the last couple of years, and he's definitely got goal scoring ability. But I don't know, thirty, we'll see. I, it's definitely possible, but I think like high twenties for him, and then, uh, yeah, I think he could be in for a big season playmaking, especially if Toffoli and Hughes are like his most common line mates. There's potential there to pick up some pretty assists. And the other thing is, is in, uh, and if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly here, Jesper might get a little bit more penalty kill time this season. Um, and he might be the most dangerous breakaway player on the team. Yeah, Lindy said, I don't remember what Lindy said exactly, but I think they just like his explosiveness on the penalty kill, which makes me think like when a penalty kill is winding down, they might like the last 20 seconds or yeah, something like, like that. Last like 20, 30 seconds, they might send them out there to just see if they can get like generate a shorthanded chance or depending who's coming out of the box, you know, spring them loose for a scoring chance. So I like I like that. If I remember right, Hines used a brat a little bit on the penalty kill when he was a rookie in 17, 18. So it's not he does have a little bit of experience there. It's just it's been a long time. defensive numbers. Yeah, he's a good defensive player. Um so yeah, I like look the idea. Marner-esque, if you ask me, right? Yeah, I mean, look at yeah, that's a good example. I mean, look how the Leafs use Marner. I mean, Marner, I think, is one of the Leafs' top penalty killers. It's not like he comes out there for thirty seconds too. So I don't think the Devils want to use Brat in that way, but it does look like they're going to try to see if they can get a little more explosiveness, maybe generate some more shorthanded chances by getting him out there. I mean, if it's the last twenty seconds and you got Nico and Jesper on there, I mean, why not? Like, yeah. let's see if you can generate something. Yeah, exactly. Um, or yeah, exactly. So big season for Jesper. Um, I think I think eighty two points is fair for him. Yeah, um, two point per game for sure. Yeah, uh, I flat point per game. Um, listen, I'm not going to give you goals or assists with him. It's it's whatever's working. I mean, he's on the line with two great creators and two great goal scorers. I mean, like it could go either crazy. way. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I mean, one night he might have four assists, the next he might have two goals. I mean, it, it, I really think that line is that line is going to really be. I mean, it was their best line in the preseason. So yeah, I, I can yeah, see them I, really cooking. Yeah, exactly. And the, and it's the chem line. So yeah, um, TBH or chem line. I think that's still to be decided, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what Spalding goes with. I guess he's yeah. got the final ruling, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 
Nolan Foot. Uh, we got a little bit of an update today that Nolan has some sort of injury. I, I don't think they disclosed upper, upper body. Or, that's all that, upper yeah, body. Okay. Yeah, Lindy did say upper body. Did he give a time frame? No, there's no set return date. Okay. So, listen, um, I thought Nolan had a great first preseason game. Um, they used him a lot in a lot of different, uh, and I think it was with the Flyers, right? We were watching. No, he was Flyers. up in Montreal for that was one. Montreal? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So what game did I see him that he played well? I forget. Well, he played, he played well in the first Rangers game, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so he played well in one or two preseason yeah. games, and then it seems he got hurt. Um, kind of a disappointing preseason, if you ask me, just because, uh, I mean, I guess not disappointing, unlucky, right? Um, yeah, no, because, that's a better word for it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's unlucky because he came highly touted out of last season, and here we are. I mean, this was his chance to make the team. That, you know, I think with Bastion's injury, there was definitely a spot on the fourth line wing. Um, and it and it looks like that that's kind of out the window at this point until he comes back from injury. But I would assume he's starting in Utica if he's coming back from injury. Yeah, I mean, they can't send him down to Utica yet because he's injured. So he's probably going to start the season on uh, injured reserve. Um, so we'll see what happens. They'll have to make a decision on him when he's healthy because um, he does require waivers. Um, so. Would they rather keep him up in the NHL? Or would they rather send Chris Tierney down, who looks like, as of now, I think Chris Tierney might make the opening night roster. Doesn't mean he's going to play, but he might be the, one of their extra forwards. So we'll see what they decide to do on Nolan Foot. Um, yeah, it's kind of really hard to assess anything because he didn't really play much in the preseason and been kind of out of action, I think, for more than a week at this point. Um, so we'll see. There's not really much to say on him right now. I can't even really give you a prediction on points or anything like that because I, I just don't know where he's going to end up once he starts healthy so we'll just have to wait and see yeah i mean i was actually i know we brought in no and i know we still have curtis lazar but i mean i thought a, a bastion mcleod foot fourth line could have could have been some fun yeah i thought that was where it was gonna end up um you know before preseason but the you know they started using no and mcleod and uh, lazar together and and foot got hurt and it just kind of really hurt any chance I mean, that's, that's, that's three centers yeah, that's the thing too. Is like Nosek is really good on faceoffs. If you, McLeod gets kicked off out of the dot, you could just throw Nosek or even Lazar if he's playing too in there. It's it's a nice luxury to have on your fourth line. And Lazar is, is a um, he's he's got some snarl too. Yeah, they all play with a little bit of physicality. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next guy, uh, Eric Halla. Big postseason from him um, last season. Coming into the season, which looks like what we would believe is his natural position, third-line center. Um, he did play a lot of second-line wing last year just to protect Jack out of the dot. But it looks like Jack's going to be centering that line. Um, so Eric Halla naturally slots to the third-line center. We'll have to. We'll get to this. You know, it, it, it's either gonna. He's definitely having Pilat on his wing now. It just depends if it's Mercer or Holtz. Really, um, kind of. It depends on the day of practice, really, is what we're seeing here. Um, but he's had a great preseason. He's scored a bunch. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, this is his second season with the team. He seems to love it here. I'm, I think 45, 50 points is realistic for Eric. Yeah, um, maybe even a little lower than that. He's averaged like 41 points per 82 games over the last three seasons. And I think that was exactly his point total last year was 41 points. Um, I'm hoping for his sake that he has better shooting luck to start the season than he did last year. Um, I think he probably will, and it's hard to shoot 2% for as long as he did, uh, even when it did increase a little bit 
it was five percent, and then at the end of the regular season, he went on a heater and heading into the playoffs. But yeah, it would be interesting to see what um, Lindy does. Like you said, I think Palat's definitely a lock to start the season there. Um, and then it'll be a matter of what they want to do with Holtz and Mercer. Lindy did say in his media today that, um, you know, it's like, and we should be used to this, like, Lindy changes the lines in-game all the time. He said, like, you know, he basically said, you know, Holtz could start there, but depending on game situation, you know, you could just, you know, I might have to change them. That's what he said. So uh, I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I would like to see Holtz playing with Nico and um, Meyer, I think. Those two guys, you know, they're they're great facilitators, and Holtz really needs that. Plot is actually pretty decent in transition, but Paula is not. So, it's pros and cons to you know playing on that line with Plot and Paula. Uh, I guess it could work, but it also couldn't. So we'll see what they decide to do. But I, I think Holtz ultimately, like, you gotta get him to a point where you're comfortable playing him in the top six. And I thought for the most part, Meyer. He sure and Holtz were pretty good in the preseason, so that's why I would stick him there instead of on a line with Halla. But um, Halla is at least good defensively, so that could help as well. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. He seems to be one of those locker room guys, um, and for him, I'm, he's obviously got the Canes game. You know, yeah, that's circled on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, that's circled on his calendar. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this will really get to see the true hollow this year um, at third line center. Yeah, I agree. And I think he will play on the wing a little bit too, like like because we know just based on what Lindy said about you know game situations, he might need to change things up. But I think we're going to see a lot less of Hollow on the wing this year for sure. I think he'll be playing down the middle much more often. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you want to give Mercer a look at the center, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, they yeah, do that too. Exactly. So. Um. All right, my personal favorite right now, uh, the captain, El Capitan, the Swiss <laughs> Prince, Nico Hischier. Yeah, so career highs and goals and points last year, I think it was 31 goals and 80 points, if I'm remembering right off the top of my head. Um, obviously, the Selkie uh, finalist lost it to Pruitt. Patrice Bergeron, but I would think heading into this season, he's probably the Selkie favorite. Um, so, you know, I don't want to give away bold predictions here. Actually, I don't even really think it's bold to say he'll no, win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we're saving bold predictions for the end, but that's not really yeah, bold. I, was, I thought about it quickly and I was like, that's not really a bold prediction. So, yeah, I think he's got a Selkie trophy in his final, uh, in his um, future here for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. If he builds on, even if he just replicates last season, yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. He he is um, he's someone that I I just admire his two hundred foot game. He's really come into the leadership role. I think he's even going to be more of a leader this year vocally. Um, I think he established himself in the league last year. Um, I still think there were some questions around him and um, before last year. Um, about being a number one pick, about being a captain. But last year, he, he, I remember early in the season, I think it was against the Ducks. He just, he grabbed the team by the collar and he said, We're not losing this one. We're not going 0 3. We're already 0 2. That's when things were on the, they were teetering then. If they lost, I, there was, that was the game. Was that the Fire Lindy game or was that the, that was the Fire Lindy game, wasn't it? 
that was the fire Lindy game exactly and he yeah. he grabbed the team by the collar i think he had one or two goals or he had a goal and assist and and they won that game yeah uh, i mean the if they had period. lost that game it could have things could have unraveled pretty quickly so yeah for sure Exactly. So, um, some quick, uh, some quick betting odds from our sponsors, DraftKings. Uh, Nico Heischer plus three fifty for the Selkie, um, and the next closest person is Mitch Marner at plus six fifty. Yeah, so, so pretty heavy favorite to win the Selkie this year. Pretty, pretty heavy favorite to 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 win the Selkie, and I think his regular season points over under seventy seven and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think he's going. I think he's going to have a big season, especially with Timo. I mean, if if you think about it, he had he he's never had a winger like Timo. Right. Yeah. Um, he they always stick him with the player that needs to get going, and he he provides that catalyst spark. Now it seems like there might be some consistency in the lineup. He's got a a forty goal scorer uh, on one wing, and who knows? Either Holtz or Mercer on the other wing doesn't really matter. I think he'll dish and be the outstanding player that he is. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, Tatar and Nico played really well together, but you know, obviously not the caliber of Timo Meyer. So. Uh, yeah, it's a big difference. Um, yeah, I'd probably take the over on uh, 77 and a half, too. It wouldn't surprise me if he was like an 80-point player again. I don't know if he'll hit 31 goals again, but uh, yeah, I mean, the play, he doesn't really need to now that the, he has Timo Meyer on that line and maybe Mercer or Holtz. So, but, but the other thing is, is like, if we can actually get a power play that's effective, like all of these players' points go up. Like last year, the power play still wasn't that good. They weren't raking up points like McDavid and Dreisaitl do, and McKinnon and Ratton do on the power play. Matthews and Marner, right? Like those yeah. are easy points. If they can actually convert on the power play this year, that that, that maybe adds five to ten points for everyone. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. That could make everyone, you know, their point totals rise by that much more. So yeah, that's definitely possible. Right, and all signs are pointing that they figured something out with this power play. Yeah. And and what's his name? Scrooge McDougal on the bench figured it out. What's his, what's the assistant coach's Travis name? Green? Travis Green. Yeah. Um, Scrooge McDougal. How did we come up with that? <laughs> no, I just, I'm just riffing here, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, we got a jet score real quick. Um, it's still ten eight. I don't know. Boom, what's still it was ten five last time we checked in. Oh, 10-8. Okay. I thought, yeah, the, they. Oh, I said that they held the Broncos to a field goal. So, oh no, the Jets scored. A, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know how they got there, but it's ten eight. So there we go, baby. Let's go. J e t s. Yeah, I don't know. Who devils, the devils, ball. devils. Um, uh, okay. Broncos got the ball. So, if you, in case you were wondering, um, I, whatever. Periodic check-ins um all right alexander holtz um big question marks coming into the preseason is he going to make the team this year is he going to make that step forward um is he going to be a consistent contributor is he going to live up to that seventh overall pick there were some bright spots definitely seems like he became in a better skater a better decision maker um looks like he doesn't look like the game is that much faster than him anymore but there's still some question marks. Um, where do you see Holtz fitting in there? I know you touched on it earlier. You like to see him next to Heischer and Meyer, and and let's give him a fair shot up there. But do do you think he ta- do you think he capitalizes on the shot? Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, someone who replied to me earlier on Twitter said that I think they he said that they just put a little too much focus in Holtz, I think, trying to improve his defensive game. Um, and it's taken away from his offensive game because I agree with what this person was saying that they that Holtz was probably better, not probably, he was better offensively the last two preseasons than he was this year. I didn't really think he was, he didn't really generate anything at 5-on-5. Five five. I thought he got some good looks on the power play, but it felt like he wasn't shooting as often. I don't know, maybe he's in his head a little bit trying to think about like playing, yeah, not playing, I guess he's maybe he's in his head, you know, thinking about defensive positioning. Um, you know, well, maybe wanna, the coaching you know, staff told him if you get the defensive positioning down, then we'll let you go on offense, or it will come in that sense. Like you just need to worry about defense at this point. Yeah, that's possible. But I kind of wonder if that's he's maybe overthinking that a little bit too much right now, and it's that's why he's not creating that much offensively. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I think he's going to contribute in the top nine role. I'm just not sure, you know, if it's going to be in the top six or in like a third line kind of role. Listen, I think you got to give him the shot with Nico. Let Nico work his yeah. magic on him. Let Nico be that leader. Let Nico's not that much older than him, but he's still been in the league a bunch. He just established himself. Nico had some tough years, you know, when the Devils sucked for for a good amount of years. So let him guide him. Let him kind of be that big brother to him, and hopefully, Nico will embrace that opportunity. Because I think um, if anyone's going to get him going, it's him. Yeah, I agree with that. And like I said before, too, it's like they're Nico and uh, Timo are the two of the team's best facilitators, which is what Holtz really needs. You're, you're not going to really get that with him on a line with Palat and Hala. So we'll see what they decide to do. I'm thinking Lindy's probably going to, you know, toggle the lines a little bit more before they play their first game on Thursday. So we'll see. It might depend on Hala getting back into the, the lineup. Lindy did say he's day to day with like a nagging injury, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Hollis playing game one, I think so. Yeah, that's why they're resting him right now. Yeah, Hollis playing game one. There's that that guy's not going to not be in the lineup for game one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Razzle dazzle himself, Captain America, Jack Hughes. Um. Floor's yours, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I. I wrote like a few weeks ago that I think he's going to crack 100 points this year. So uh, I think he'll do it if he stays healthy. Um, I mean, he would have last year if he didn't miss that little stretch. I think it was after the All-Star break when he missed like four or five games. And then he kind of was, uh, at least for his standards, he was on a bit of a scoring slump after that. So uh, over under points, 100 to 102 and a half. Uh, that's tough because that's like just barely over 100. Um I'll say under, he gets like 101, but I think he's going to do it this year. Uh, especially if, if the power play looks as good as it did in the preseason, uh, then I think he'll crack the over, but I need to see that before I go there. So he is minus 225 to crack 40 goals this year, and his over-under goal total is 42 and a half. Yeah, I mean, 40 goals, I think he'll get there again. He's produced a 40 goal paces each of the last two seasons, even when. Which is unbelievable to me. Everyone told me he wasn't going to score goals. He was just going to be an assist machine. This is, and his shot looks ridiculous. Yeah. Even better. So I think he'll hit 40 goals. I don't, I'm not really too concerned about that, to be honest. 
I mean, that the one he teed off in the Rangers preseason game was wild. Yeah, I mean, the shot, some of the shots he's he's making now. There's the one he scored against Montreal, and then yeah, the Rangers that last Rangers game where he kind of sniped uh, Jonathan Quick. I mean, his shot has improved so much since he was a rookie. He is plus sixteen hundred for the Rocket Richard. He is plus eighteen hundred for the Hart. He is plus four hundred for the Vesna. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Let's see. Is he? Did they give him odds for the Selkie? Yeah, uh, he's not going to get Selkie votes. But I mean, it's going to be hard for him to win. Dude, a but to be fair, he's he's like he's always like top ten in the league in steals. Yeah, he is great at takeaways, but I don't know. I don't. I feel like he he's has not. To, no, he's no, he's no Selkie odds. That's all. Yeah. go. Hart Trophy will be hard for him to win just because he's playing in the era of McDavid. That's that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean McDavid, McKinnon, Kachuk, Matthews. Yeah, I mean if somehow the Bruins make the playoffs, Pasternak. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, even, I mean, Tage Thompson at twenty five hundred plus twenty five hundred, I think is good, great odds. That's not bad, right? Because if yeah. he brings him. To the playoffs, and that's the first time the Sabers have been in the playoffs in three centuries. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to get the right. That could be like a Taylor Hall type of situation. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go back to the roster. So, I mean, Jack. Yeah. I mean, dudes. I'm just so excited to see him in regular season. I say hockey. forty goal, forty plus goals, and up hundred plus. I think he gets to there this year. Let's do it. First devil in NHL history. Um, Curtis Lazar, um, really didn't get to see that much of him last season due to the injuries. Um, but you know, we talked about last season, as soon as they signed Curtis Lazar, Miles Wood was gone. Uh, and that happened. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I think he's a great depth player. He's, he's got plenty of experience and through his pressers, he seems like a really nice guy. So, uh, do I expect him to get more than 20 points? Probably not. Um, but he is grit, sandpaper, and if someone lights up Jack, he will be the first one on the ice to ring the bell. Yeah, I don't. He probably won't even be a regular in the lineup, so I don't even know what his point totals are going to look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like kind of the ideal thirteenth forward. You know, he plays a physical game. He's good on faceoffs. Um, he's not going to chip in that much offense, but he's pretty good defensively. Um, and yeah, he'll, he'll get in scrum. He's not afraid. He to do has so. a crazy way of finding a weird goal though. Like yeah, we saw I mean, it in the playoffs. We've seen it in the preseason. Like he just, he just gets weird goals. Yeah. There was, was it against the flyers where he had that sort of weird goal in the shorthanded with Ty Thompson, right? Yeah. And it kind of just it, went off his in or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. He just gets in front of the net. Right, and it bounces. Didn't he get one against the Rangers off his ass or something like that? I mean, he might have. I don't remember. It's definitely possible, though. So um, he's yeah. a good penalty killer too. So it's always good to have that kind of depth for your fourth line. Yeah, and that's as much we'll spend on Curtis Lazard. Uh, <laughs> next, Mikey McLeod. Uh, I'm excited for him. He had a stellar postseason. Um, he still can't shoot the puck, but yeah. by God, he can skate, and he's got some great hands. His shot is it's bad, but and so that's why I don't expect him to score many goals. But he's a pretty underrated playmaker. Um, defensive game is there. Obviously, the faceoffs is really he's becoming 
one of the best face-off men in the NHL now, which matters uh, since he's one of their top penalty killers. Uh, you know, in that kind of situation, you, you want to be winning draws as often as you can. Uh, I'm not expecting like his point totals to jump that much more than last season. I think he finished with, what, like 25, 26 points or something like that in the regular season. I think he'll be around there, 30 points, uh, and most of them will probably be assists, not goals, just because of the way he plays. But yeah, he's you know, like one of the better fourth-line centers in the league, so um, good to have him uh, for now, for sure. If he can figure out his breakaway move, like if he's got, if he can like get two or three good breakaway moves, I mean, that yeah. adds like it five kind of, goals. Like when he had the, I think in the COVID shortened season when he had nine goals, it was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe he has a little scoring upside, and I feel like it's just kind of regressed since then. So, um, but then he showed up in the Rangers series, and I, he, I think he became a cult favorite. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he, the game seven goal, obviously. And then he had a pretty nice goal against Carolina, if I remember, to open up that series. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's a good fourth line center. Um, and, you know, we'll see what uh, he brings to the table this year. Should we address the elephant in the room? No, because, I mean, it's been forever and nothing's happening with that case. So. That elephant's there, though. It's just like kind of lingering. I don't know what's going to happen with it, so. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move on to Timo time. Timo Meyer, my man, the Swiss guard. (laughs) I'm thinking big things from Timo. I'm I'm thinking big things. Uh, I don't know if he'll get 40 again. I I think that would be tough, but I think his points will actually be up. Um, being on a line with Nico, I think these two having the whole preseason together and finally learn how to play with each other, I think is going to be massive. Um, and I think he'll he'll be one of the focal points on the power play. So, listen, um, he got the big ticket too. Was it eight point eight for eight years? Yeah. Yep. Got the big ticket. He's got to perform, um, and I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah, I think he'll be. I mean, what he did in San Jose was usually like 30 to 35 goals a year, uh, but the playmaking was a little better than he showed last year. Um, It'll be interesting to see what his final point totals look like. I think he'll be good for like 30 to 35 goals and like 65, 70 points around there. That's basically what he did in most of his time in San Jose when he had his best years, during his best years there. Um, Yeah, I think the power play will be big. You know, he, he showed actually some pretty good playmaking ability during the. The po- or the preseason here, I thought he had some nice assists, um, set up holds for a couple of goals. So we'll see. I think we'll see a better version of his playmaking this year now that he's had time in the system and he's familiar with it. It's not like he's coming into the, the regular season, even training camp, the preseason regular season, with um, you know needing to learn a new system. He knows it now. This is not like they made a coaching change or anything like that this off season too. So he should be good to go. Over under thirty seven and a half goals. I think on there on that. I think he'll yeah. be thirty to thirty five. And that's not like a knock on him. I just think he's not going to be the only player. Like he was the only player on the Sharks besides Carlson. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? Because wasn't um, what's his name was hurt Hurdle? Wasn't Hurdle hurt for a while? Someone was hurt there. Maybe Couture. I think it might have been Couture, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Okay. Judge driving. Yeah, they're uh, it's about forty-five seconds left in the first half. They're on the Broncos forty, but it looks like Vera Tucker got hurt, so that's great. Oh my 
like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, he's such a good lineman. Yeah. Who's this guy, though? This this rookie. Apparently, this rookie they got's good. Tipman? Yeah. He's been uh, good since I put him in the lineup. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next, the dog. The newfie. Dawson Mercer. Um, Yeah. Sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah. I mean, I thought he had a really good preseason. Yeah. I thought he showed a little bit more facilitating ability uh, ability this uh, preseason, which he I thought that aspect of his game kind of like he was more of a little bit more of a passenger last year. This year uh, preseason, I've seen like oh, there's a little bit more play driving ability in his game. He kind of showed that in the preseason finale against the Islanders. He was setting up some some of these guys for pretty quality scoring chances. I think Max Willman was the oh no, that was Santeri Hataka who uh, set him up. But anyways. Mercer has looked good. Um, uh, 30 goals, you know, it, he could do it. I mean, he had 28, I think, last year, right? Or 27, so he was pretty yeah, close. Yeah, but he also scored like eight in, eight in a row, nine in a row. Yeah, he like, went on that crazy streak uh, like but, the last but, 30. But, I think 30 is definitely possible. I'd still take the under because he's going to play. I think he'll start on the third line. Um, but, I mean, talk about a four-checking line from hell. Um, yeah. Was Paul and Hala? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen. I think he's the ultimate utility tool on this team. He can play wing. He can play center. He can play third line. He can play first line. He can play penalty kill. He can play power play. I think this kid is extremely valuable for this team. Yeah, I, that's what like so like say if, God forbid Nico or Jack get hurt, you put Dawson at center. I mean, you're still in pretty good shape there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be really important to this team because Lindy can just kind of use him wherever in the top nine, whether it's on the wing, at center, first line, second line, third line. So, uh, yeah, like you said, he'll play the penalty kill, he'll play power play. And I think he, I would take the under on 30. What was, did you say his, uh, uh, his goals over under was? They, they, he didn't get, he didn't get odds. He's not getting that respect yet. I mean, oh, yeah. to be fair, Jes- Jesper didn't even get any respect, which is wild. But, um, yeah, no, uh, but I mean, Let's just let's put the over under twenty eight goals. I'd, I'd yeah, I say and a I half. Would, yeah, I would take the under on that too. But I like twenty five and like twenty five goals and like fifty five, sixty points from him. That's what you kind of I, expect. I think I think you need to expect above sixty points from him this year. Yeah, that's possible. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, like I expect that from him because um, I think he's going to be playing in every situation, and I think he's going to be a real play driver for them. Yeah, and the other thing is, it's like. If Holtz doesn't work out, he's right back on that Nico line. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we, were, you know, Ruff is already trying it a little bit here in, uh, you know, practices before the regular season opener. So, uh, yeah, we'll God, see what that, happens. That line could be scary too. Um, okay, next, Thomas Nosek uh, acquired from the Boston Bruins fourth line center slash wing. Uh, I think he had r- around 57% from the dot last year, which was top 10. You have two top 10 guys on this fourth line, it seems like. Um, really, really looking forward to see what he can bring. I think he's just a fourth line player through and through. Yeah, he's an offensive black hole. I don't expect him to score many goals this year, but he's good defensively, um, good on faceoffs, like you said. Um, can play center or left wing, so... You got a bunch of guys on that fourth line who have that versatility. They definitely seem to like forwards who have that versatility who could play center or on the wings. So, um, yeah, I just like, I know some Devils fans were saying like they were not impressed with him like during the preseason, but I'm like, he's not really the type of player that's going to leave you like overly impressed too. He's just, 
you know, kind of there. He's not going to score many goals. He's good, like, four checker. He plays solid defensive game, wins faceoffs. Uh, like, one of those type of players that just doesn't really make themselves noticeable in a good way. So, like, if you weren't impressed with him, like, you know, I mean, he's not really a type of player to be impressed with to begin with. Uh, it's just the way he is, but he's good for what he does. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like, if I don't notice Thomas Nosek in a game, then I consider that a win. Yeah, if you don't want him to be making, like, glaring mistakes. And if he scores a goal, that's great, but he just doesn't do that very often. All right, enough on Thomas Nosek. Um, Andrzej Palat, uh, first, um, this is his second season back with the Devils, um, but I think, you know, season was a little mixed last year just because of the injury and um he came back from a from a from a, a groin surgery um and then you know he he played well in the playoffs i think in the regular season was a little took him a little while to get comfortable a with the system and then with all his new teammates but um i thought he had a great preseason and i'm kind of expecting you know at least a 50 point season from the from them this year 45 yeah. 50 points i'm expecting a bit of a bounce back from him for sure definitely like 45 points i think would be the area he finishes in um what i'm looking for for him is to just kind of get back to being like a hard four checker that kind of and i think that was the injury it was probably a little bit of a factor in that but his four checking wasn't like fantastic last season so looking for that to come back a little bit his transition uh, stuff, you know, this is all like uh, microstats, by the way, is all from like Corey Schneider, not the Corey Schneider we know from, but shut down line on Twitter, so that's where I get all that stuff. Um, yeah, his transition stuff was actually pretty good, and so was his playmaking. So if he's on a, like a line with Fala and Mercer, or even if Holtz is there, so I think there's like it, there's some pros to having Holtz there, like it could work uh, with Palat and Hala, but even if, I think with Mercer, I mean, that's just could be like a pretty scary third line that, uh, you know, a lot of teams would have trouble defending a top nine like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think plot, Plot's coming back, baby. Plot's back, baby. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know. It's like it's tough with him because he's of his age now, too. It's like it could just be, you know, he's not, I'm not really expecting Tampa Plot anymore, even though he's not that old. I just think at this point, and you expect like 45 points around from him. and. Yeah, in the playoffs is when it matters. I mean, he showed up in the playoffs last year with uh, Game 7. I mean, I don't think they win that game without him. So They don't win that series without him. Uh, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I said it. We'll go with it. <laughs> um, I, I'm not even going to touch on Chris Tierney. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. You, you might be a great guy, but um, I, I really don't think there's much to add, and I really don't think he's going to be on the team when Nolan comes back. Yeah, it'd be tough to see him sticking around long-term. Uh, and, and I also think Tice is ahead of him. Um, I think there's a bunch of players ahead of him. Yeah, um, there is one thing, though. Is the Utica, you can only dress six AHL vets in the Comets, uh, in the AHL. And if they send him down, I think they'd be like over the vet limit. So um, I think they'd even be like a couple players over the vet limit. So um, that's why he could stick around and Nolan could go down when he comes back, but we'll cross that bridge when we have to. Stats like that is why I keep you around, Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, I saw Ben Burnell, uh, the Comets writer. Uh, I think he tweeted that earlier this afternoon, so credit to him. Yeah, shout out, Benny boy. Um, all right, TT, Tyler Toffoli coming off of. 34 goal season? Yeah, 34 goals. 73 points? Yeah. 
Listen, yeah. if he does that again, great. I'm not expecting that from him again. But, I mean, the way the preseason went, it's like, okay, maybe he can kind of repeat that. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just excited that Jack doesn't have any passengers on his wing now. He finally has two good wingers, right? Yeah. Like He's got two good wingers. No offense to Hala, but he was a passenger on that. He yeah. didn't belong on that line last year. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. I mean, he's got two. I mean, Toffoli is a great fit. Toffoli could play on the first line with Heischer and Meyer if they wanted to do that, even. I mean, that would be a heavy first line. Yeah, I mean, they could even do that if they wanted to. But yeah, I'm expecting a 34 goals. I don't know. But I think Toffoli could definitely hit 30 again. I think 73 points would be tough to repeat. Well, he's over under 70 and a half. Yeah, I would take the under on that for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I like, think he's more like a 60 point player. Yeah, I think he'll get 60 points, but I think 30-30 season is definitely possible for him just based on what we saw in the preseason. Uh, you know, Lindy will mix up the lines at some point, but I still think Brad and Hughes will be like his most common linemates when it's all said and done. He's probably gonna Honestly, his, his point total is directly tied to Jack Hughes' point total. Yeah, um, probably. I mean, if he's not with Jack, though, he's probably going to be with Nico, so pretty good. Fair enough, but you know what I mean? Like, if he if yeah. he were to break the over-under in 70, it would purely because, like, Jack yeah. got, like, 110 or something. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, a little, uh, well, we were talking uh, pre-show, a little Ryan Nugent-Hopkins or uh, yeah. uh, he's, Hyman. He's, yeah, maybe Hyman is a better comparison, because I doubt if Toffoli gets 100 points, my God, what's that next contract going to look like? But... Oh, that's very he won't cool. be on the team next year. You know, he will, he'll be playing somewhere else. He will not be with the Devils. Yeah, yeah, he will not be playing with the Devils if he hits 100 points because they cannot afford to pay him. But yeah, very unlikely that's happening anyway. So. Uh, all right. I think that covers all the forwards. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's move to the D. Hey, everyone. Alex here from Devils on the Rush. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, especially if you're a Jets fan. So download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-777 or visit ccp, ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. The wrecking ball himself, Kevin Ball. Um, I Listen, I, fantastic playoffs. I think he won the heart of every Devils fan, that one shift against the Rangers where he knocked out two of them. Uh, and then he proceeded to knock out a third in the preseason. 
this kid, this kid's becoming a fan favorite quickly and another gem in the Taylor Hall trade. Um, that trade is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, wow. What, uh, what are you expecting from Kevin this year? Yeah, so he, he had a really good preseason. Um, looked like, uh, we'll see if he sticks with John Marino like long term uh, this season, but he definitely looks like he could handle that role. Um, I just thought his, he's a good skater to begin with for a guy's size. So I thought it didn't look like the game's like, he looks like the game's not slowing down. It is slowing down for him a ton now. He looks like he's ready for defensive minutes. Uh, the puck moving ability is there. The physicality is there. Even showed a little bit of offensive ability um, this preseason. He got a, I think it was, um, stood against the Rangers when he fed Brat for that goal uh, to open. Yeah, it was against the, he fed Brat to open the third period of that Rangers. He's definitely game. jumping up in the play a lot more, too. Like he, to your point, his skating ability, to me at least, seems better than last year. Yeah, I mean, he had that goal against the Islanders in the uh, the finale too, right? To make it 2 nothing wasn't that him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he definitely looks... I, I never, you know, will, I wouldn't count on Ball to become some, you know, offensive dynamo anytime soon, but I think... What do you mean? He's not going to be the next Victor Hedman? No, definitely not, but <laughs> I definitely think he's... Um, there's a little maybe more offensive upside to his game based on what he did in the preseason. It'd be interesting see if that comes out in the regular season or if he just kind of like plays more of a defensive game and kind of tones it back a little bit, but um, definitely looks like there could be more in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second pairing, pretty confident second pairing. Yeah, I mean, he could play with Dougie. He's played with Dougie uh, quite a bit uh, over the last couple of seasons. Like, so there's a little bit of chemistry that they've always looked good together. And you know, you could even see him on the third pair with Colin Miller at some point too, if Ruff wants to mix things up or, you know, like Luke is like, Oh, he, he Luke looks good, and they got to move him up the lineup. You can do that too. So, I think we'll see him move around the lineup a little bit, depending on what Lindy needs. All right, um, all right. How about next, Sir Douglas, Sir yeah, Douglas of Hamilton? Where career, career year last year? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Career season. I don't know if he'll put up seventy-five or seventy-four points and twenty-two goals again, but I'm still expecting big offensive numbers from him. Uh, you know, he's still the first. He's still on the first wall. I guess they don't really have, at least the way they're approaching their power plays to start the regular season, they don't really have a first and second unit, but he's still going to be on one of the, he's still going to get rake on the power play because of his shot. I think just on five on five too, just the way rough system is, it kind of helps an offensive defenseman like him. You look what John Klingberg did in Dallas with Lindy Ruff as his coach. It was Klingberg's best years there and Dougie's, you know, the the way they like to have a fourth depth defenseman jump up into the play, I think that's perfect for Dougie to keep racking up points. And that's what the Devils want from him. They have John Marino for a reason, is to give Marino the hard defensive minutes. And then you know, Dougie will still play against top, uh, top six competition, um, but they really want to kind of give him more room or more freedom, I guess, to do what he does offensively, which is the best part of his game. 100%. Um, he's currently at plus 2,500 for Norris. Um, which seems to be the ninth best odds. I'd probably say he's the ninth best defenseman in the league. Uh, yeah, you know, he, I think he got, did he get top five votes last year? So, um, yeah, I'd get there, but yeah, it's, I can't see him winning it for sure. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, listen, I, Give me what you got last season. There, I remember talking on the pod with you. There was games where he he has the capability of taking over a game, yeah. which is unique 
for a defenseman. But when he's in that Dougie Hamilton zone, I don't know what to call it, but like when he's in the zone, he's getting like 10, 11 shots in a game. You can really feel his impact. He's he's <laughs> stepping up in the play. He's making the neutral zone takeaways. I mean, he's got an incredible reach. He's a great skater. I more of the same this year. More of the same this year. And if and if they're going to be you know challenging for the division, you need him to be a, a, a top ten, top five NHL defenseman. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're trying to challenge Carolina for first place in the division, and they have the best blue line in in the NHL, it's not just the best blue line in the Metro. Uh, yeah, you need Dougie to be playing at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, all right. Next. Lukey Luke Luke Hughes. Unbelievable finish to last season. Uh, very high expectations. A muted preseason. I think he had a goal and a couple assists. Um, definitely got caught out on some defensive plays, but then also showed some you know bright spots and some sound defensive plays. Um, I th- both think we agree there'll be some growing pains to start. Um, this will be his first full season in the NHL. I think he's top three for Calder odds. Let me check that real quick. Um, while I check that, Alex, what, what are your expectations? Yeah, so I've definitely lowered my expectations for him based on his preseason. He did not he, he did not have a good preseason. I mean, Simon Nemeth was definitely better than him uh, in the preseason. So, you know, it's not a long-term indictment on him or anything like that. I just think, you know, I think it'll be tough for a little bit. Um, especially since we don't really know what the injury was that was ailing him heading into training camp. Maybe that was kind of nagging him a little bit in the preseason, but he'll be fine in the long run. Just, you know, I think short term here, like you said before, I think there's going to be some growing pains uh, to start off. I think that's why Ruff is probably going to use him in a third pair role, kind of maybe keep him sheltered, maybe his minutes down a little bit uh, here and there. Um, Long term, yeah, I don't really have any concerns, but I think right now just kind of temper expectations for him. Um, just you know, until he kind of finds a rhythm here. Yeah, completely agree. Um, <laughs> do you want to know what his odds are for the Calder? It's probably not that great because it's tough for a defenseman to win the Calder. Second best odds plus seven fifty. Really, over Adam Fantilli? Uh, Fantilli and Cooley at plus eleven hundred. Interesting. I would take those two guys over him, but uh, that's interesting for sure. I mean, Medard's at minus 140. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's winning it. It's just a matter of who's going to be the other two finalists. You, you ready for this one? Yeah. Luke Hughes plus 6,000 for the Norris. Ahead <laughs> <laughs> of, of the likes of Zach Rowenski, Aaron Ekblad, John Carlson, Hampus Lindholm, Alex Peter Angelo, Chris Letang, Jacob Slater. Yeah, ahead of Morgan Riley, uh, Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, I mean, hey, take your bets if you want, but uh, that's definitely interesting. <laughs> I mean, they have Maureen Sider at plus four four thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Well, he didn't have a great second season in the NHL. That's but, what I'm saying. Like, that's super high. Yeah, oh, interesting. So, um, all right, let's move on. John Marino. Um, 
I thought he had a fantastic first season with the Devils. Uh, clearly became a, fa- of, uh, a fan favorite with that baby face of his. Um, I mean, early in the season, he he had incredible stats. Um, they teetered off a little bit throughout the season, dealt with some injuries, but clearly a mainstay on this blue line. And what m- probably the best defense defensive defenseman on the roster. Yeah. Um, through and through, best defenseman, I'd say. Um, and it seems like his career has taken a 180 since leaving Pittsburgh. Yeah, the thing I'm interested to see with him uh, this season is, like, he showed some offensive ability this preseason. be kind of cool if he could do that in the regular season because he has the ability to. He's a pretty good puck mover. I mean, it's highly underrated in that regard. He what was it? Did he have three points uh, in that Islanders game? They won 6-5, right, uh, in the preseason? Two goals and an assist, yeah. yeah Second so he, star. You know, obviously you don't need him to be Dougie for sure, but if he can, like, contribute, like, 30 points or something like that, which he, he showed he could do it. it was, that's what he did in his rookie season in Pittsburgh. Um, so it, he's definitely capable of it. The offensive production has just regressed in that regard since then. But, um, yeah, I mean, if he can add that to his game, it just makes him that much more effective. Because the defensive game, we know we're going to get good defensive results from him. If he can add a little bit of offense to this game, that'd really help. Yeah. Uh, I, sky's the limit for Johnny Boy, the true Johnny Hockey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a Jets update for us? Uh, yeah, the Broncos won three and out to open the third quarter, so Jets just get the ball back now. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I mean, it's 13-8, right. still... still Perfectly within this, this got Zach Wilson written all over it, baby. Well, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Colin Miller, uh, traded for a fifth round pick in the offseason for the Dallas Stars. Always saw him as insurance being brought in because I think they probably don't want Nemich starting in the NHL, and I think that's probably but pretty much confirmed by Lindy's comments today. Listen, I, he just got to be better than Brendan Smith, and he did not have a better preseason than Brendan Smith, so I. I don't know what to think of him right now. Maybe he just needs to get his legs underneath him, figure out the system a little bit more. Um, what do we got, Alejandro? We got a Brees Hall 70-yard touchdown. So, My God, he I've been sticking with him in fantasy because I love Brees. Finally take the freaking training wheels off and let that kid run, Robert. Let him run. He is the most dangerous player on that team outside of Garrett Wilson. And Zach can't get Garrett Wilson the ball, so give it to Brees. Yeah, I I just wanted to get your reaction for that. So there you go. Um, who were we talking about? Oh, right, Colin Miller. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, you knew we were getting a hot, a hot Brees Hall reaction. That's why I wanted that. Um, but yeah, Colin Miller did not have a great preseason. I think he said... At the start of camp or preseason, that it's a rough system is definitely a little different than what most NHL teams run. So I just don't think he's really comfortable with the system yet because he's always posted good results, especially defensively, where he's been in previous, um, you know, previous stops. So I think, you know, I would, I would like him to be out there on opening night, but I think the third pair today was Luke and Brendan Smith. So. They might not be totally comfortable starting Miller there yet, but he does need reps, too, to get more comfortable in the system. And I guess you get that in practice, so let him get some practices in, and he'll feel more comfortable. But I I do think he's the best option for their third pair uh, in the long run for this season. So hopefully he gets up to speed, um, gets more comfortable with the system, and I think he can be pretty effective in that role. Yeah. 
Definitely. Next, Simon Nemich. I know we don't think he'll be on the roster opening night, but I do feel like he should be discussed because I thought he had a really good preseason. Obviously, still some holes on the defensive end, but man, did he show his upside ability. Yeah, the offensive game definitely looks improved from where it was a season ago. He looks stronger, too. Like That Islanders goal, he, uh, he scored the shorthanded goal. You know, I feel like I don't remember who was chasing him from the Islanders, but I feel like he would have. Brock Nelson, I think. Yeah, I think he would have gotten knocked off the puck. You know, last season for sure. Um, just looks a little bit quicker, definitely a little bit stronger, um, and there's some good set of hands on that goal too. So, um, yeah, he looks improved offensively for sure. But I think, like you said, I think there's still stuff to work on defensively, and he's not. It's just hard to see where he would play right now with the Devils, so that's why I think he's going to head up with the Comets to start the season. He'll get big minutes there. He'll probably play with Hataka, and they played a lot together during from the Prospects Challenge. They started there as like a pair, so he's got a little chemistry with him. I think they'll be good for each other with the Comets. Um, you know what's funny is it's that if, if Luke wasn't on this team, he probably would be starting in the third pair. Yeah, they I think it's... Surely, because they don't want to play two rookies in the yeah, same pair. I agree with that 100%. And I understand the reasoning for that, too. I mean, Kevin Ball is not a rookie, but he doesn't have a ton of experience, too. So I think that's why they don't want to start with three guys like that who don't have a ton of NHL experience yet, which is fine. I think that's the right move. But um, yeah, Nemitz get he'll get the big minutes with Utica. He'll play penalty kill power play down there, which is really what Ruff was hinting at in his media today. So I'm expecting him to go down. I think he'll play games this year at some point, too. Listen, Christmas could come around, and Luke's got his footing. They're comfortable with what Luke can do night in and night out. And Nemich is just too good for the AHL. And, you know, by Christmas, they could be together, but they're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's the way they should approach it for now. Yep, yep. But shout out to him. Like, he did everything. Thing he, I think he was asked for, and I think obviously he just needs a little bit more marinating. But the, yeah, the, the talents there definitely got to remember he's still only nineteen years old, and he only turned nineteen in April. So you know, definitely, definitely time, plenty of time for him. Like plenty of time, yeah. and for the defensemen, they they always take a little bit longer to to marinate. Yeah, that's what Lindy said today. They, you know, young defensemen, if you have high hopes for them, you know, they take time. That's more or less what he said today. Yeah, I mean. Would you be shocked if Luke ever went down to Utica? Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, that's where we draw the limit. Yeah. Uh, all right. The Swiss machine himself um, has come a little bit of an enforcer, on the, uh, at least on the back end for this team, um, a stalwart uh, defensively, one of their better defensive defensemen. That is Jonas Siegenthaler. Um, I thought he had a great season last season. Um, I mean, maybe there was a little point where he got benched that one game, but then came back and he played great. I, listen, I think he's he's probably the unsung hero in in some sense for this team, um, and and I think he enjoys that role. Yeah, I thought he had a fantastic preseason. Um, you know, see how that translates into the regular season. He got off to a really hot hot start last regular season, and there was like that like two month period from like almost around Christmas. Basically the time John Marino was out is when Siegenthaler didn't look as great. Um but I think if he starts if he plays the way he did this preseason, I think we'll get a little bit closer to what he looked like in 2021-22 when he was one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. Um 
you know, I, I never really expect much offense from him. It, that did improve a little bit last season, but I think he's got a limited ceiling there. Um, I mean, he's got a he's got a he's got a decent shot. Yeah, he's not the un, he's not like the underrated puck mover that Marino is, and like you say, like, oh, but wow. more do you need him to be? Exactly. you just need him to stay at home when Dougie goes and does Dougie things. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like he needs to be the complement to Dougie, the, like Slate. I mean, he's obviously not Jacob Slavin, but like that Slavin type defenseman that Dougie had in Carolina. So. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting a, a. I don't want to say bounce back year because like he wasn't awful last year, but it, it wasn't like his previous season. So I guess I'll say a bounce back year from Jonas uh, this year. I think he's going to be really good based on his preseason. He looked really, really good. And he's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's plays with some snarl. Um, physical. He's not af- afraid to mix it up. Oh, he's a stone cold killer, dude. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I think he's going to have a good year for sure. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the defensive core with Brandon Smith, um, veteran seventh, sixth defenseman. Um, probably will start opening night. Outside of that, I really don't want to see much of Brandon Smith. Yeah, I mean he's a good seventh defenseman for sure, and he's a good penalty killer. But he does make you know the boneheaded mistakes from time to time. He takes some bad penalties too. I think really for me, it's more about the bad penalties he takes. I mean, there's a little bit too much uh, from him last season, but. Good voice in the locker room, good veteran guy. Seems like a great guy just when you listen to him talk and pressers, like, good guy to have around him. He'll- yeah, it's nothing against him, but it just means if we see a lot of him, that must mean Luke or Colin's just not doing what exactly. they're expecting. Yeah. That's why I say they got to get Colin Miller up to speed and comfortable with the system to the point where he's the regular and uh, not Smith. Because if Luke and Smith are like that regular third pair for most of the season, I don't know how much it's going to work. So they'll have to figure out something there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the goalies. Um, we'll start with uh, what will probably be the starter opening night. What do we got? A first down here? I think we got a Jets fumble recovery, maybe. Yes, no, we, do. we do. That's why you picked them up on the waiver wire defense this week. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh. Maybe the Jets were, were. Let's see what was going on. Oh, they were returning a punt and Gibson fumbled, but the Jets recovered it. So. Oh, so yeah. we recovered our own fumble. Yeah, so that's okay. good. At least they recovered their own fumble. But uh, yeah, yeah, move on to the goalies here. Let's start wrapping it up. We're going over an hour here. Listen, we were, I think we were an hour 30 last uh, season preview. If I remember right, it was like an hour 20 or an hour 30. Yeah. All right, VTech. What are we thinking about VTech? He had a really good preseason, too. Um, the high danger save percentage was a little concerning. I know it was a small sample size, too, but... For context, like his high danger save percentage this preseason was something like 780 or around there. I say that's concerning because he did not do a great job stopping high danger shots last year. I think his save percentage was like 802, which is pretty low for high danger save percentage. So that's why I say I'm a little concerned in that regard. But otherwise, the rest of his numbers look really good. He had really good 5 on 5 save percentage. His overall save percentage, I think, was like 935 for this preseason. Um, I, you know, I was kind of concerned, like he had the whole summer to think about the playoffs and how was he going to look into the preseason, but he kind of erased those doubts for me. He looked really good this preseason. So I think we'll get the same kind of VTech that we had last season in the regular season, which is a goalie who's capable of a nine ten, you know, nine fifteen save percentage, um, something around there, which is well above league average these days. And based on his preseason, I think that's a fair expectation to have. Yeah, listen, let's get to Thursday night. Let's get some VTech VTech chance going for for our boy. Get the confidence going. I think he's purely a confidence play. Yeah. I think sure. he is purely a confidence play. Um I think also he did probably break down a little bit 
towards the end of last season because he hadn't played that much ever. Yeah. Um, but hey, kudos to him. First goalie to win 30 games uh, since Marty. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not anything to shake a stick at. I mean, Marty hasn't played in a decade. <laughs> so um, shout out to VTech. Um, we always said we'd make the playoffs if we had an average goaltender. Where we are an average goaltender, we made the playoffs. So um, let's see if he can continue what he did last year. Um, but I think the Devils being a Stanley Cup contender really hinges on on the next guy. Yeah, uh, we'll get to Kira in a second. But you made a good point about the you know he broke down a little bit at the end of last season because he just hasn't he hadn't played like well, I think he made like fifty something starts last year, right, or somewhere around there. So um, now that he has that experience under his belt, and he said he was working with like a mental coach in uh, Czechia this year, uh, this off season to kind of help him with stuff like that. So you know, I th- I still. Th- if Akira plays the way he did this preseason, then I think they can manage that workload closer to like a 55-45 split. Um, you know, Akira doesn't have that experience too, so you don't want to overwork him. He hasn't played that many games in the NHL. But yeah, I think Vitek now, when it comes down to crunch time, I think he'd be able to manage the workload better because he's gotten used to it and he has that experience under his belt. And good news, Colgren... Did not get claimed. Yeah, I thought he would. Um, but as we've seen, there's been tons of players, obviously, on waivers the last few days, and there haven't been that many claims. So, um, especially for goalies, I saw today there's quite a few goalies because it's the last day to get down before the 5 p.m. roster on Monday, which is when you guys will most likely be listening to this. So, um, there's a few goalies today, but you know we haven't really seen teams put in claims for goalies. So, uh Maybe that was a little bit of a worry for nothing when Shalgren went on waivers that day. Yeah, I mean, kudos to you know the fits for for making that move. Um, let's get to Shredo the torpedo. Um, Akira Shred, outstanding. Uh, I, I, nothing short of outstanding in the Rangers series last year. Um, clearly became a fan favorite. Um, really. You know, he, he's got an opportunity in front of him. If he can continue this play, you know, this could be his net by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, the upside with him is tremendous. We, we see it. Everyone sees it. I mean, he's, he's a big dude who's athletic. Um, you know, he's calm and that it doesn't seem like anything phases him. Um, so, you know, obviously the upside for him to be, like, we are, there's always talk about the Devils going for a hella buck, but, like, I think their best path, really, to becoming Stanley Cup contenders is to, you know, develop Schmidt to be that guy. Um, and the upside is there, for sure. He had a good, very good preseason. I was, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I wanted to see him have a strong close in that fi- uh, final game against the Islanders, and he was very, very good, especially through the first two periods when the Islanders did get some quality chances. Um, so yeah, I like the devil's tandem. Um, I think it was Todd Cordell who tweeted on the infernal access account that, uh, he tweeted like the stats of the three goalies this preseason and all of them had good stats, including, including Shalgren. So I'm not really concerned about the devil's goaltending hitting in the regular season. I think it'll definitely be good enough to get them where they want to go in the regular season. We'll just, you know, we'll see in the playoffs. Will they have an, enough to like, you know, beat some of the other contenders that they're going to have to do, um, uh, potentials there, but we'll see in time. Yeah, Vegas did it by committee last year. Yeah, I mean, Aiden, Aiden Hill, if Aiden Hill can win you, a, a, you know, a Stanley Cup, there's no reason Vanacek can't. I think the thing with Vanacek in the playoffs is definitely more up here. It's more of a mental thing with him, and hopefully, you know, the, the work he did with his mental coach in uh, Czechia will help him, you know, in that regard. 
Um, he also just doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. I think even with last year, he only has like seven playoff games for his career. So uh, we'll see um, what happens. But I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about the Devils goaltending heading into the, the season. And it was a bit of a question mark for me heading before training camp started. And who knows? Maybe there's a change. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I mean, if their goaltending is looking really good heading into the trade deadline, I don't even know if they'll address it. Like, if Holtz is not, you know, doing what you need him to do, I think you're trying to look for a winger at the trade deadline. But, you know, it's only October, what, 8th today, so let's not get into the whole trade deadline discussion. No, no, no. All right, let's get into, um, let's get into the team. Where, where do you expect this team to finish in the division? Where do you expect them to finish point-wise? Let's get some team predictions here. Yeah, so I did my Metropolitan uh, Division preview for the hockey writers today, you know, um, and I had the Devils finishing second. I didn't put a point total next to them because I did it earlier in the summer. And I don't hold know on, had, hold had, on, hold on. You get the over/under first. Yeah, uh, yeah. While you're doing that, um, yeah, I have them finishing second to Carolina. I think Carolina. I think the Devils have the edge up front for sure. They have more game-breaking forwards, even though Carolina has a deep group of forwards. They don't have players like Jesper Bratt or Jack Hughes, of course, or even I guess Sebastian Hollows, Nico Heischer are pretty even uh, or close to it at least. But yeah, they don't have like an elite like game-breaking score like Jack Hughes. Um, defense for Carolina's, I mean, it's not that defense. I find me a better blue line than Carolina's. I think that's what gives them the advantage and why they'll end up finishing first over the Devils. Especially since and that system. And that's they're built for the regular season. Uh the the Hurricanes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also like the Devils are breaking in a couple of young guys on the, the back end too, so the defense might not be as good to start the season, which could make a difference in the final standings. So over under a hundred and five and a half points. I mean, they did 112 last year, right? So I take the over on that. I think Carolina is going to hit their over too. So um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think they're taking the over there. I personally think they'll be in second place as well. Yeah. Um, and I and 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 I hope these words don't come to bite me in the butt. But I think those two will be a, a good a good head above the third place team. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had the Rangers finishing in my Metro preview. Uh, finishing third, but I think like if Pittsburgh can get the goaltending they need, which is basically they just need Tristan Jari to stay healthy, because I don't know how much confidence they should have in Nedeljkovic winning there, but I think Pittsburgh could finish third ahead of the Rangers. Um, I mean, the the thing for the Rangers, and, and we're not a, Coop is not here, so we can't talk too much about the Rangers without it, but Jonathan Quick looked just absolutely terrible this preseason. Like we have really so, so I will defend quick here because I talked about it with Coop. He 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 stopped me in the gym this morning. We had a chat about it. He's convinced that Quick hasn't been given a fair chance with with some of the defense that's being played in front of him. And when we played against him, some of those goals were were pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, and Kobe even and Kobe even said he's like the goals that you guys scored on him were were goal like ridiculous. It's just the thing is like even if like yeah I totally fair points, but the thing is like Quick has just been a bad goalie for a while, so like yeah, he's not gonna be this bad in the regular season. Well, that's why I said to Coop. I was like, why didn't you bring back Halak? Yeah, like you like why'd you bring in Quick? And he thinks it's because it's 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 a USA hockey thing. It's, he thinks the USA hockey guys stick together with Drury and Quick. That's definitely possible. That's something a hockey GM would totally do. So, but like, yeah. their one Igor Shostorkin injury 
away from just their season completely unraveling because Quick is not... You, you have to ask Quick to play like 35, 40 games. They're going to be in trouble. So, you know, they better knock on wood that Shesterkin, they manage his minutes well there because I think, you know, in the standings, it could definitely affect them for sure. Yeah. You have to give Quick those minutes. All right. Here's a question for you. Oh, boy. Uh, well, that face is... This has got to be something here. Where the Devils finish? Um, when does the devil season end? Oh man, so I mean, so the way I have it is the devil. The division's gonna top three based on my projections would be Carolina, New Jersey, and New York again. Top one, two, three. So they'd get another first round matchup with New Jersey, and then they could have to play Carolina. Um, if it ends up that way, you know, I mean, trying to beat Carolina would be tough in the second round. Um, it really depends. It's so matchup based. Like if the Devils win the division and they have to play Pittsburgh in the first round. That's that's pretty good luck. Um, I'm gonna say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, but they lose there. Me too. Yeah, I think it's Eastern Conference Finals, and personally, I think I think the Leafs will make it. Yeah, I know the. It's fun to knock on the Leafs, but like they're good. Like they're definitely the best. They're easily the best team in the Atlantic, and especially with the Vasilevsky injury now. So. Um, I do have questions about the Leafs' defense, but I mean their scoring is just kind of outrageous at this point. So the Devils, so the top three teams to win the Stanley Cup are out of the East. It's uh, yeah, it's Carolina, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Carolina plus eight hundred, and then the Devils and the Leafs are at nine hundred yeah, plus nine hundred. Which makes sense. I think they are the three the best teams in the league. You got to throw Edmonton up there from the West too. Yeah, and then and then the next three are from the West with Edmonton, Colorado, and the Knights. Um, Yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I like. I think they're one year away from being like a like really, really like Stanley Cup favorites for sure. Listen, I, it could be how many months from now when we get to June, May. What is that? That's like what, like nine months, six months away. Yeah, six like, months. No, no six, oh, nine months away. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Eight, about nine months yeah, away. Eight, nine months. If, if eight months from now. I'm going to be on this podcast, and they're in these kind of finals. I'm going to say they're going to freaking win, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Obviously, yeah. they're going to win. <laughs> but right now, I think realistically, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, so. I agree with that. I think, um, and that's obviously a pretty successful season. It's better than what you did last season. So if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose, I mean, that would suck, but it's another step in the right direction. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we've got to my favorite point of the show. Uh, I think uh, it might be your favorite too. I don't know, but uh, let's hear it. Give me your bold prediction. Um. All right. So bold prediction. I mean, last year I my bold prediction was Vitek Vanacek would so you know supplant Mackenzie Blackwood easily as a starter, and that happened. So <laughs> okay. First of all, can we go back to that? Because in hindsight, that's really not a bold prediction. Okay. okay yeah. But at the time, at the time it was. <laughs> at the time it was. Looking back on the last season, went, yeah, not bold at all. But at the time, we didn't really know what we were going to get out of Vanacek, and people were hopeful. Hey, Blackwood's healthy. Can he? You know, can he? Can it work out? Turns I'm out, just not, you, I'm just pulling your leg. I, I had to. You know. Um, prediction this year. Oh, that's a good one. Um, all right. So this would be bold. I say Tyler Toffoli leads the team in goals. He's just. Ready. I don't know if I like want that. 
<laughs> like if he finishes with thirty eight goals or something like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm saying this like not that he leads the team in goals with like twenty nine. I'm saying he just rakes on Jas- Jasper Bratt and Hughes line and he finishes with like thirty nine forty goals. Like it's possible. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um... I think they finished with the best penalty kill in the league. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's my. They were yeah. fourth last year. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think I'm they... not even sure that that might not be that bold. <laughs> okay, fine. We need to a little bit more bold. Yeah. All right. uh, you could probably say something bold about the power play. No, no, I'm not. I'm not touching it. No, I'm not, t- no, okay. not, not touching it. I don't want any bad juju on there. I don't. I'm not touching the power play. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say John Marino finishes with 40 points. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bold because he hasn't done that kind of pace. And like thinking with the rookie as a rookie in Pittsburgh, he was on pace for like 35 points or something like that. So yeah, that's pretty bold. John, yeah, John Marino, 40 points. All right. All right, we'll see what the at the end of the season. What the well, remember these, and at the end of the season, we'll revisit them. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet them out. Tweet them out. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Well, we still and we still all the fans our lineups. We got. I need you to tweet out the lineups, our fantasy lineups. Oh, uh, yeah, you wanted that tweeted out. Yeah, can we tweet yeah. that out? Yeah, I'll get that out though, when we put the this episode out there for everyone. Awesome! Awesome! Um, Anything else do you want to touch on? Any any other fun predictions? Anything? Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. Um, yeah, I think that kind of covers it for the season preview episode, at least for me. Yeah, like listen, I think our expectations are way higher than they were last year. Yeah, last um, year was like a cautious optimism, like okay, this team could be really good, but you know the way the previous season went, it's like we have to see it first. Now it's like okay, they're we know to- this team is good. It just I think it are they going to live? I, I think this year is it, are you going to live up to expectations? Yeah, for sure. Now there's a target. Like it's like Lindy, I think even said in the you know, some of his pressers, like teams know we're good now. Like there's a target on our backs. They're not going to be surprised by us anymore. Yeah, but I hope and, and and I hope the the fans out there will actually give this team a little bit of some leash, right? Like, look at how many seasons Toronto might have started slow or or something like that, and the Toronto media killed them, and then they turn around and they finish top of the division or second in the division with a hundred and fifteen points or something like that. Like, this team's earned some leash, yeah. right? Like, to the fans out there, this team has earned some leash to not just get immediately booed after one bad period. Yeah, I think the important thing here, too, to remember is don't expect the 13-game winning streak to happen again to start this season. Yeah, like, that's not, exactly. happening. That's not happening again. Like, okay, five, four, five, six games, like, yeah, sure, that can happen, but 13-game winning streak ain't happening again. Yeah, like, just this team's going to be good. Just let them play hockey. Yeah, they'll they'll get where they need to get by the end of the season. They'll, they'll be there. Exactly. Um... We ready to put a pin in it? Exactly 120. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, look, look, the fishermen will be at the Rock on Thursday night. Not Friday night, but Thursday night. Um, so come say hi. <laughs> uh, with that well, being said, say let's... hi to you. That'd be impressive because they have no idea what you look like or who you are. So that would that would be impressive. <laughs> yeah, I there's there's few there's a few folks that will be there that know who I am. Yeah, but as the fisherman, like say like a podcast. Listen, if someone from this podcast comes up to you and say hi, call the cops and put a restraining order on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, with that being said, um, 
super excited that this is the final episode before the regular season. Um, so with that being said, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.